0: We're in downtown Beirut for an unexpected episode of the Beirut Banyan, and we're joined today by family and friends. This is an improvised episode. I've been attending the protests in Martyrs Square for the past three days, since Thursday night when events started taking shape. And the last two days, I've been roaming the streets of Martyrs Square, nearby Riyadh Salah, in and out of downtown Beirut, watching the city change for the better. Unfortunately, at times for the worse, uh, there was sporadic violence two nights ago. At the same time, it's very important to stress, there were also genuine celebrations, there were joyous moments, and for the most part, these protests have been peaceful and very, very enticing, seductive. The type of protests that you think back to attempts in our history that we tried desperately we didn't achieve the goals we set out for in March 14 or the You Stink movement, but this time around, things for the moment, they feel different. And that feeling, that instinctual feeling, whatever it is, I wanted to unpack it. I ran into my aunt yesterday. We went to my father's tomb in Martyrs Square. We laid a flag on top of the tomb. We also put flowers and we took time to reflect on that loss and what it means, especially right now, with events happening. I also ran into friends and I ran into my brother just a few hours ago on the streets and persuaded all of them to join in on a conversation about what's happening. The first part takes place in the early afternoon. It's with my aunt, Huda Yashruti Shatah, and her friends join in and they express their views of a generational shift that's happening and whether or not Lebanon is stuck with all that it has inherited from decades ago, and Ottoman governments, French rule, independence, all of that. So we get their perspective. We get also a second episode afterwards, which takes place in the early evening. And that's where we're joined by my brother, Omar Shatah, his girlfriend, Rena Mohsen, and a good friend of mine, Kamil Taha. He's featured in both episodes. And he was with me the whole day. We were in Martyrs Square both yesterday and today. So you'll hear a multitude of voices. They'll introduce themselves quickly and uh, we'll jump right into the conversation. So apologies for the rough edit here. Both episodes were recorded at a cafe that got a little crowded. You will hear, unfortunately, a lot of background noise. And at times, my voice in particular is a bit muffled. But hopefully the conversation comes out well enough to enjoy. I wanted to be sure that this is released while things are developing and before the Prime Minister makes his statement tomorrow afternoon. I'm Rani Shatah, and this is the Beirut Banyan. location is important. We're literally meters away from history being made in Martyr Square in Beirut. This isn't the first time we've seen this happen, but this is the first time I try to document what's happening with friends and family of different generations. And if you could just briefly introduce yourselves, who you are, what you do, how you relate to Beirut.
1: My name is Kamal Taha. I completed my education in Lebanon at AUB, and also I did a master's in business in uh, in London. And for eight years, I worked in management consulting serving uh, GCC countries. But for the last two years, I've been working on a Lebanese business, a retail business that aims to serve Lebanon and serve the Lebanese market.
2: Iman Dao, I'm a mother, I'm an ex-MEA employee. I worked for 17 years in Middle East Airlines. Now I'm a housewife. I lived all my life in Beirut, in Lebanon. I did never leave Lebanon during the war, during everything. And I'm always enthusiastic about the, the freedom and the rights for the people. And we want to see our country really, really developed, really living in peace. We missed it too many times. I hope this time we will have something.
3: Nelly Vitar, I am a housewife too, a mother of three, who is struggling to keep my family happy in all circumstances that's uh, surrounding us, and it's it has been really difficult during all these years, and hope we reach somewhere that uh, uh, we make a future not only for the kids, for the grandkids too.
4: I'm Huda Shatah. I graduated with political science uh, degree from AUB in 1979, went to the U.S. for 13 years, I was away from Lebanon 25, came back, I'm a mother of three, and uh, I feel so sad that my children are away and they cannot be living here to have a decent life.
0: I'm the least important person in the conversation. And what I should be doing today is not this. I should actually be in downtown Beirut speaking about Beirut's story. So on Sundays I give the Walk Beirut tour. Obviously it's not happening today. I think for the right reasons. But in this little snippet, there's a sense of both a bit of hope and a lot of despair at the same time. And I want to unpack this today. You guys come from different backgrounds completely. I mean, I don't think you would meet on other occasions naturally, and we have a bit of a variation in age as well. Can you just reflect a bit on this protest that really happened spontaneously, even though it was building up, but it did really happen overnight, Thursday night, with other protests you've seen before? Mm. I'm not talking about just March 14 or the garbage you stink stuff, I'm talking about all the other protests you've seen in your lives. Does this one feel different, or in your opinion, is it set up for another, maybe cosmetic co- cosmetic change that would eventually lead to something worse down the road? How do you put this one in perspective? You're asking me? Whoever wants to I think know. this
2: time, it, it is different. Because Why you have you people from all over uh, the parts of Lebanon. They are I'm, demonstrating, they are refusing to be following a leader or somebody. They believe in Lebanon, they are holding the Lebanese flags. We wish, we wish, and in every area, in every village in Lebanon, there is demonstration. So I hope, I hope that these demonstrators, they will get uh, what they are uh, dreaming of or aiming to have a little bit of freedom, their voice to be heard. And these politicians who are ruling this country. Uh, to step away, I don't think they would step away, but this time I think the spirit is is different.
0: Well, let let me, sorry, I'll interrupt just for a moment. What exactly feels different? Because I think we have said the same, on a private and public way, we've said the same thing over and over. Everybody
2: is fearing this time to hold the flag of their party. to to come stand in front of everybody and tell you, I belong to this person, I belong to this leader. They are a little bit scared. And this is a good beginning for the Lebanese.
4: I I don't see it as scared. Uh, I'm comparing what's happening nowadays with than when the civil war started 1975. Yeah, let's t- take this yeah. back. I don't want to talk about March 14, 2005. I mean, this <laughs> is sense. something different. Yeah. I'm comparing what's happening now with uh, what happened when the civil war started 1975. I had just entered AUB. And when the civil war uh, started, people were... Going to their small parties, to their small villages, like, uh, for example, the Kata'ib, uh, the all yeah. these political groups.
0: And you were a student, those I, I was a right? student yeah, at know.
4: AUB. Uh, wh- so that what escalated the civil war. So each one got scared from the other. They wanted to protect themselves and they said, let's go to our we group then. What, what happened now? With this, what's happening, the revolution uh, 2019 is completely the opposite. You could see it in the south. You could see it in the metal, in Keserwane, in the north. You could see it in places like Tripoli. What I saw happened in Sur, I couldn't believe it. People were revolting against Burri, against their situation, against what's happening. The same in Tripoli everybody was reunited what happened here in beirut everybody was fighting because they wanted to live as lebanese
0: okay so now we've got some agreement here that it just feels different but i'd like to Maybe get to the bottom of that. Yeah. So what looks different, obviously, is that there are protests happening in places we don't usually expect, yes.
5: like, yes. Lebanon. like Lebanon. Lebanon.
0: Yeah, South Lebanon. You don't yeah. see this stuff happening that much. Yeah.
5: Can you just quickly
0: just introduce yourselves?
5: So my name is Nazina, and I'm a fashion designer, and I've been living in Lebanon since 2001. And I've had my own business for 10
6: years now in Lebanon. I'm Lina Mnaimi. I've been living in Beirut since 2001, and uh, I'm uh, I'm a mother. I
0: don't work. I think that's the hardest profession here. On the contrary, you do work. (laughs) So we were quickly getting into what feels different about this as opposed to many, many other protests. And we heard two voices already saying more or less the same thing, that it is different. And I'm just probing it deeper. What is exactly different about this compared to the hundreds of protests we've seen going on? decades now, even during the war itself?
1: Maybe he wants to go Yeah. I don't know. like, I can't rationalize it for you, Ronnie, why it feels different. Uh, I go very. I, I've only been to one demonstration in about 2005, and that was it. The reason. No, I des- how old were you in
0: 2005?
1: I was um, 18. Okay. Yeah, 18. Yeah. Now I'm 32. And um, it's I don't know. For me, why I decided to join this time, it was more emotions taking over uh, the mind. If you ask me, on Thursday night, Friday morning, where all entrances of Beirut were burning, and uh, I was seeing riots on, on the street. I didn't want to join, but then, I don't know why, starting Friday noon, when I saw that all of my friends were on the streets, I was looking at the news and I was seeing people who look like me, who I identify with, not just, I don't know, it's not about dressing the same or going to the same school or anything, it's just, I think those were people who have the same image of Lebanon as, as the one I have. Um, Also yesterday we were discussing how everyone was in sync yesterday, they were were feeling the same. uh Everyone was nice, everyone was civilized. That's why I feel it's the same. Someone mentioned also you don't see, see flags of the political parties,
0: it's just Lebanese flags. Um, Huda <laughs> pointed to one specific example, which is protests in areas that are not. That's usually yes. they don't that's yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. yeah, that's
4: South Lebanon, right. the the Tripoli, time. what happened right. the way in Tripoli, at North. Yeah. To be able for people in Tyre and in Nabatiyyah to go against Nabih To me, that was a big step to be able to go to that area and say, we want you out. I mean, this This to me was was a big uh, point to show you that the people are not revolting like 1975 when I said, when I was an AUB student, at that time, if you were a Christian and you were living in a Muslim area, you just left that area and moved to Juni or to another place where you feel you're surrounded with your own people.
0: So I'll interrupt and maybe get your voices if you want. um, Do you think this is more than just an economic anger and a temporary revolt because of the financial situation in this country? Do you see it as more than that? Because we know that that was the pressing issue that I think triggered it, it may not be what people are protesting right now. But do you see it detached from the economic problem in this country? Do you see it as something larger that would take us somewhere different down the road? Maybe you could share your thoughts. I
5: think people now are linking to their, you know, their situation, their personal situation to the whole system, which, which was not the case before. They used to think that it was their own fault, in a way. And uh, seeking, you know, to leave the country. And now they're linking, you know, their own ordeal to an actual
7: system that happened. Yeah. Yeah. for uh, that like so this yeah. is why they are able to voice uh, their opinion and they are not afraid anymore because
0: now they can see So you see it as just a culmination of many other protests leading to this? This is a natural evolution from the Eustin style from March 14, from all the stuff before, you see that as an No, open. I
5: don't see it as an evolution because uh, when we had the protests in 2015 related to the, the,
0: the trash, the
5: trash crisis, was not felt the same way in other areas of the countries, in the south or in other areas, they are already used to uh, sorting their trash, there is you know some uh, recycling initiative. Uh, and. In 2015, it was more uh, like a veiled issue, but for me, what's happening now is really pure—you know—the economical uh, pressure on the people with uh, the the gas, with the bread, with uh, really pure financial issues, and the 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 weight of the the unemployment rate and the youth.
0: So the financial burden everyone is going through yes. now is the common theme about what's happening? Yes, yes. Okay, so the
5: taxes and...
0: So it does go back to the sense that this is an economic protest. Yes. Okay. What, what about you? What you I think
6: that people now are... Uh, they are starving. Really, they are starving. And uh, all, the, all our children are outside Lebanon. I mean, uh, this country, how is it going to continue? If the rich is, co- is coming more rich and the poor more poor, and there's nothing for us, the water we are drinking, the electricity we are paying, I mean, there's nothing. If you go to uh, uh, poor countries, they have electricity and they have water. We don't have water. The garbage, this is a big problem. I mean, the problem is that people are going outside, uh, they are getting low, they are graduating and they are not uh, finding jobs. And this is a big problem,
0: but as if... It, we but, play but, devil's advocate with you just for a
6: moment.
0: Yeah. We've had that problem for now generations.
2: Yeah. So that, that but I'm sorry, it's not only the poor people who are uh, doing this revolution. Even the people who are really relaxed, they have, they can... Uh,
6: I mean, yeah, yes, they, have, but, uh, yes but they are living you, nicely,
2: they are against, no, yes, they are you, revolting. I know, it's not but, but, only but the I'm saying,
6: no, 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 it's not about the revolution. I mean, the, the poor people are getting more poor. Yes. This is this is the problem. I mean, if before he didn't have problem to put his children in schools because he's asking uh, people to, to give him some money, now nobody is giving him money and many people now, are uh, taking off their children from schools. This is the big problem. Yeah, okay. This is a
3: plus, but, uh, yes, to oh, me, yeah. To me, I think it's not only uh, economical. It's people are changing. People are seeing other countries what they're doing. Yes. This. Yeah. Uh, 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 political. Uh, 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 what, what no the, the political uh, situation they they don't look like us anymore they The the lebanese people are more open yes or yes and they're seeing other countries what they are going on why we are not in that level of living not only economically in every aspect of living. We are not, they don't look like us anymore. They should be changed to to meet the leaders, to meet the Lebanese vision of a country. They don't look like us. It's, it yes, is true, I agree but with if we,
6: Yes, it is true, but the Lebanese, every aspect. The politicians have been like this. Yes, for, we and we are living with them since 40 years. 40, 40 years. Yeah. They they didn't change. They didn't change. They they are the same. The politicians in Lebanon are the same.
0: Just one by one, sorry, yes. because we won't get all. Yeah. Yes. So sorry, you wanted to say? You know. uh,
5: there was a parliamentary election in uh, two thousand eighteen. Yeah. And there was uh, the elections of Beirut and people voted for the same people. Now what's making the difference is actually the burden, the financial burden of them. They kept on electing
0: the same people at so, the same parties. So what, in the background of all of this, we were well aware of how bad it's been politically for maybe up to 60 years. So that has become part of our DNA in a sense. We don't expect much of the politics anyway. The economics did take a deadly turn and then in the background we also have literally the country's on fire at some point so we we really see what looks like almost the end of the story rather than the beginning do you see this this moment where you have hundreds of thousands of people showing up every day over and over do you see this actually turning the page to something new or do you see that the system that we have is entrenched so deeply that a month from now a year from now we're going to go back to the same story
5: no, it's too recent. In a couple of days, we need to see what's going to happen you know, in you know, the political scene. We haven't heard a word from the presidents. and like, They still don't know what to do. So we need to we see things as they are
3: unfolding. It's simply to what's to happen. Are we waiting for them to decide what they are going to take us or are we leading the way where we should go? We shouldn't wait for them to decide again where they're gonna take us. We should, yes, we should be in a place to decide exactly the means, we don't know. As just normal people, we don't know how to reach that place, but we shouldn't expect them to lead us again to where they want us to be, I think or the to only, meet only, only, Yes, sorry, but the and only I mean, way, if we want to do something is the, uh, the... We
6: did
4: the, it. It's We're the, doing the, it. With the,
3: uh, we're doing we can do nothing. Nothing. what we're doing now we're doing yes. what we can do but
0: we, I, yesterday so, so yeah. we had a camera and I we met here by chance we were having a similar conversation we're trying to get to the bottom of whether this is mm-hmm. an actual revolution or if it's just a revolt out of anger and rage that will eventually subside mm-hmm. and what do you guys think about that because we've seen attempts at revolution before. it's not the first time no. but you're describing a situation where everyone in the country is almost seeing the same age for the, for the moment at least. Do you think of this as a true, genuine revolution or a short-term emotional uprising that will just gradually go back? And I don't mean it in a pessimistic way. I actually no. mean it in, a, in an actual yeah. reality. Sorry. Yeah. For right now we
5: don't
7: have any political opposition because
5: yeah. the oh. All the politicians, all the parties are working together. So there is no opposition on the political uh, Mm -hmm. level. Mm The civil society is uh, actually the only opposition that exists. The only tools that we have, uh, if we want to avoid like deep anarchy, is actually just to follow what the constitution uh, says. Meaning like. What do you mean by that? What do you mean by that? That like there is like a transition where you know the army take over and in a way you know to wait for
8: things to take. So before
0: we get opposition to that, just make sure I understand you want you want the army to run the country temporarily. The military, military. I'm not really comfortable with that with that
5: solution of, because yeah. we're a third world country and we don't really know how you know this could turn into in terms of another type
0: of oppression in push, I'm pushing being here because I think that is a gr- growing sentiment that there is a yearning for something like that which may not be healthy. But I, yeah, so I wanted to make sure that, so you want martial law in a sense, until things change?
2: I'm not talking 100% but but I don't see the other situation now. You wanted to say something? No, no, we don't want a military uh, law. We need a civil law. We need a civil law, yeah, we are civilians. We don't want a military uh, rulers, not anymore. We, we tried it in the past. The three presidents that are uh, ruling the country since decade, they were in the army. From the army, they did nothing, they couldn't achieve anything at all. So, no, we don't want but the I'm army. I'm just going to disagree yeah. for a moment. Yeah. I think she's, yeah. she's yeah. not referring to be... from the. It's a difference. It's, it's a difference. Uh, it's not the same as
5: if the army is taking over the
0: institution and there is, you know, the corruption on the stars that are. So, I, I'm going to just. I'll let other people speak. The no, okay. Army situation, which you see it, people are saying it on TV, you see it being spoken. Can you project just a bit in the future that the power sharing that we live with, which is not treated us well, this Christian Muslim dance that we've had all of our lives, do you think a Lebanese army is that different? In other words, you'll end up with the same situation with or without martial martial law. You'll end up with a power sharing even among militia, even among arms.
5: The most important thing is to stop the corruption and, and, and work on reform and changing, changing the system that is in
4: place. You know, that's and in my opinion, I wouldn't mind having Saad al-Hariri stay as a prime minister. But with the pressure I was of the civilians,
0: and uh, no, as the army leader, that's
4: <laughs> no, what's worse than the No, current situation. No. No. <laughs> no. But under one condition, where all these people that are down the street should stay on the street and put an agenda where this government should be dissolved. I don't want anybody from those ministers to be a minister. Just to get professional people with their own uh, field to run the ministries that they... And we don't need a 30 uh, ministers to run the country. The U.S. with uh, much larger... How many ministers do they have? 20, 30, whatever. Less than this country. We could run this country with 10 and we'll be in the, our best situation. I don't mind seeing this because I agree with Nadine, a lot of people are saying let's have a transition government which is run by the military until the situation calms down. But as Ronnie just said, who said the military are not different than the... Than the than the people. But the the only different things is who we are now, going downtown, asking for a change. If we can stand this getting together down all over Lebanon, just not only in Beirut, by putting the pressure, we're not getting out of the street until this is formed. Hopefully. We'll stay as long as it takes. We've been living all our lives since 75. Till now, we were having the same problem. If we could continue going down the street all over Lebanon, I repeat, not only in Beirut, telling, we don't mind you, you could stay in government, but choose the people that are going to run the country. We don't want this running our country because he belongs to this party or that party.
0: So yeah. let me ask them a different question and maybe get opinions, The corruption that we're talking about, real corruption, I mean, serious degradation of our economy, proper theft. Can that stuff, that issue, can that be resolved given the structure that we have? So the fact that we live in a country that in a way way enhances these problems, it doesn't diminish them. Can you imagine a situation where, let's say, we we keep, we preserve the system, but we're actually able to hold these leaders to account. For example, instead of blaming somebody, we actually see them doing things to actually heal the economic wounds. Can you even imagine that? because I personally find that hard to imagine I want to see if, if the power sharing structure we have because it seems so entrenched it survived the war it survived
9: it's in our DNA war. it seems to be in the DNA yeah can yeah. you yeah.
0: see corruption being tackled effectively with the crimes that we're in the political story that we have. He doesn't know
9: her real name or her actual I think it takes
4: time but it can be. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I, I want to say you uh, should believe in it uh, transitions take time if people want their government uh, to resign now what's what's the alternative honestly do we do we have alternative do you, do you see people who can immediately least, uh, step up and step in and change things I, I honestly don't see it so just back to your question earlier whether the whole thing is short term or really long term one of the very important short-term impacts of this is I think the people realize they have a voice and the establishment realize the people the, has a voice as well. So that's the immediate impact that all of this is creating.
3: The only fear, sorry, uh, the only fear is that people are have short breath. Yeah. The only fear is that after a week will be half of this size. This is what I'm afraid of. It's gonna take time, but I'm afraid there's not enough uh, 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 push or uh, uh, pressure in the street to push them somewhere that we really want. Because we are,
1: we have short breaths. Which is normal. More no people will stay in the streets for, for weeks and months, right? So the short, the longer-term solution or the impact is people should realize they should start grooming that alternative uh, leadership.
4: To go back to Ronnie, you said with the corruption, can we move forward? I mean, I'm I want yeah. the yes, to. Yes, but propose. I'm gonna tell you, in, uh, I mean, i go back to the '70s yeah. and to the six, late '60s. Back then, if you go to get, uh, like we used to go to Syria to Jordan by car. You go to the Lebanese border, you cannot put a hundred lira or whatever that at the same time and tell him, please let me pass. I mean, I used to go by car. In other countries, our neighboring country, you go and you don't want to stand in you used to put money, money and they will let you go. Yes. So, this is a, before we were not corrupt. Of course, in every country there are some corruption. But the corruption that we have now, it was never to that extent. Nowadays, you cannot do anything without paying money. And this goes for the the way they live. Their salary are not enough. The, the the status. I mean, they don't have medical insurance. They don't have educational. No, I'm, I'm going to
0: now before before you go, <coughs> I, want yeah. you, I, want yeah. I want you for this. We have two generations here. One from the war that saw just they saw the war happen, and then we have post-war generation too. And I think there's a common thread that we don't talk about enough. Arms outside of the state control seems to be the more whether it's the '70s, '80s, '90s, today. There's been a, almost a, an unwillingness to look at that issue and, and link it to what's happening. Can you see a moment where, let's say tomorrow, let's say we actually have a government that resigns and let's say Baghdad, let's say, own steps down. It's unthinkable. Wow. Right now, and then he says goodbye. It's very hard to imagine. All of these things happen. But let's say it happens. Can you still see Lebanon moving in the right direction given the situation we have? We have arms outside of the state control. I know it's a touchy subject, which is why I think, for the moment, it's not being talked about. Or it's being put away, at least for the moment. But I see them as entrenched with each other. I see them as linked. You cannot really address corruption without addressing things that have really stunted the state. Maybe you could share your thoughts on that. I mean, the international
5: community is so involved in what's happening. Evidence so that if the scenario that you actually that you mentioned <laughs> actually happens, you're gonna have you know, international, club,
0: interference you know, yeah. and just you know trying to uh, be there. But do you link the two? Yeah. You, yeah. you link the two together? So corruption and well, a country that has inherited a warlike scenario permanently. Do you see these two as linked to each other? The
5: corruption and the
0: internet. the massive corruption that we live with and the fact that this state is not sovereign. I just
5: see it as an abuse of power. Gibran Basile, I mean, what... This is just yeah. abuse of power. This is <laughs> not an inheritance. This, this guy came... So,
0: you, so you, you could see a country that is less corrupt, but remains stuck in geopolitical war.
5: The geopolitical so maybe it
0: will you not know, change as much, but maybe the violence
2: will change because there is a, there is a voice which is the voice of the, the people now, which was inexistent. In <laughs> no, no, things cannot be uh, solved like that. We ha- actually, we have a law, but the law is not implemented. Yani we have a civil law in the Lebanese country. But you have an army that is bigger, that is ruling the army of the country. You have Hezbollah. Armed um, militia, very yeah. and and strong. We had different
0: groups too. I mean, you're talking about the '70s. Yeah.
6: We're talking about uh, yeah, not, uh, Yeah, but when the way, uh, when Huda said that people they don't have enough salary, that's why they they are in the corruption. But what is the corruption for the small salarier? When we talk about big. Uh, Big contracts. Who started even when was in mean, Israel with the planes? I mean, this is something for
0: fifty years. But are you, this so is inherited. inherited. Are separate these things? So, corruption is one thing. State sovereignty is something else. Do you see them as? Uh,
6: no, because I, what I what I want to say. Sorry, I speak English When people come to govern, they have in their head. That they are going to to profit to profit from this system. This is the first thing why most people go in the elections. We have money, but we will have more money. Sorry, it is like this in Never, not everyone, but most people put a lot of money because they, they they say, now we are going to have more money for electricity, more money for this. For, they will have more money for them, for their children, for their grandchildren. It's not for the small people who get 100 from here and 100 from here. It's, it's, it starts from uh, Michel Aoun and Basir and goes down for everybody.
3: You know, they do you do know that, uh, that Franji, when he was uh, a minister, he told his people, now it's our time if you don't become out rich from this don't come and nag on me yeah Wow. That's now horrible. it's your time. So this mentality, yes. this mentality, should be removed. Yes, they want to. We are not going. In- yes. How?
0: I'm going to play devil's advocate. These are not opinions I have, but I want to just lay them out and see what your reaction is. Let's put somebody. Let's let's use a specific name. Let's reference Raya Hassan. She is the Minister of Interior, with authority. Yeah. She seems to be well-intentioned on a personal level. She is the Minister of Interior while these things are happening. She seems to be, on a personal level, saying the right things and wanting the right things. Someone well-intentioned, put them in the Minister of Interior, and they behave more or less like any other Minister For of Interior. Mm-hmm, yeah. Yeah. So... Let's say you put yourself in power, you put her in power, you put well-intentioned people in power. Does this system let well-intentioned people actually govern the way they need to? You know no. So, let's get to the bottom of this. What would you want changed so that somebody like her, not about her, anyone like her, can inherit a portfolio and actually do good things? What would you want changed?
3: Maybe it's in the laws? And the similar, and similar, and similar to the, the right Baru, people yeah. the right, right position. Because we've
0: had people
3: try. And there's have. Institution? Yeah. Institutional changes? We, we are afraid to to talk about institutional changes because this will lead somewhere else. Yeah, when you so, what do you mean by that
0: what do you mean by institutions? to to, let, to
3: or to let the, the good people if they are in a, a position a power position with good intentions they could rule and not with overpowered because they came uh, belonging to yeah. belonging to certain uh, 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 political uh, uh, party so they can rule their own beliefs and their mm-hmm. own
0: you know, five years ago we had Medina Tibeuds, which I think was a very attractive option then. For a moment, you put somebody like Mona and in the in the municipality. I think she will end up in the same situation. But somebody that really wants change and they you get, cannot they get Yeah, this may even be the current political climate. We many people are and are unable to. So what 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 does reform actually mean? What would you want? You have a
5: patriarchal society and you have the influence of the the, commercial religious... uh, in the country, you have to start with that. It's even more difficult as a woman to instill change in a society that is so old
7: and
4: you know, the
5: way that you things. even more when you have, when you actually, as an individual, you don't have you know the basic rights, you know, depending on uh, which religion you or which sex you belong to. So you start
0: the, the is, that, the is, that is that the spirit of what's happening right now? I
5: think yeah, because people, they always, they, they people
9: now are saying nah, we're all
5: together, We so all want to be just Lebanese and Hassan remember that story when you had a couple a couple of people who both of them are lawyers and they wanted to have a civil marriage in Lebanon she was doing cool this and then she had to back up yeah of, well, they did a lot you're
0: going to enjoy this podcast there's an episode about that with her
5: oh, okay. and, she, and yeah.
0: she says it herself it's beyond it's beyond her. It's yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, everybody yeah. knows
5: you know you're who, the who, lawyers the party. lawyer
0: was interviewed before her he's saying no legally it's sound and then you have the Minister of Interior saying, I may agree personally and I can't publicly. But that, so you think the yeah. secular alternative would let her do her job?
5: But we need to have a change in the society, in, in the, the system. So so, we need several but So
0: maybe I can get two opinions here, because we're the younger generation. We've seen people complaining about the model for a long time in our lives, people against sectarian governance. You've seen it longer, you've seen it since you were born. And that seems to be here with us and will probably be with us when we die. It's hard to uproot. That way of governing in Lebanon—it's been, it's been impossible to actually dislodge it. The war did not change it either. It actually, the war made it stronger.
7: It made it more What are the
0: conditions you think to actually get the system in return? Because that—that is a revolution. That's not a revolt. That's a revolution. What do you think are the conditions? It's just
5: about the money. Why this system is still in place. It's just just about money. Why today a Christian couple who wants to divorce, do you know how much money they have to pay to actually
10: get them
5: divorce now? It's just another source of income for the church and the the Muslims. It's it's a
6: system that is in place. It's just about the money. It's not about ideology. Ideology is just a tool to control people. That's it. So the state has to be stronger than the the religious. What's happening? So yes, the younger generation. No, I'm totally with with my uh, daughter. If everyone is going to stick to his religion and uh, to defend only his religion we will not go further than three days revolution here i think we have to be in a country where we uh, forget, forget, about religion. forget about it and marriage civil marriage if, if civil marriage is, is civil law is installed i think many problems will be resolved as she said you can do nothing without because they have uh, they have, their power is what they gain their young heritage they have money their, their money they are building right now we are 20 we are in the uh, we are going to enter in the 23rd century they so, are con- so two con- generations con- in the yeah. same family
0: you put the burden on the sectarian system.
6: yes what i what i see it is offensive they are they are building new churches new they mosques. are building new mosques and I mean, people, they are a little bit uh, want to get out of this and they are... They holding are, to it. And they are telling them, no, you have to you have to be stuck you to you this.
0: Guys see it the same way that like, the poor is just
10: sectarianism? I see That's it. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The only, the only solution Definitely. is when this you remove religion from the identity, the passport or whatever. No religion at all. We vote for people for their quali- qualifications, how, how good, how how they fit the, the position they are applying to. <coughs> Forget about religion. Religion is the only disease that is killing Lebanon. So, have your religion at home,
6: keep it at uh, home. You know, so,
0: uh, so sorry. Can, I, can I just, yeah. I'll interrupt. Yeah. So, uh, can you, because we know each other, and I'm going to introduce you, Rafa Have my Arabic instructor. 30 years ago. Habibi. The
10: reason I don't speak Arabic. Tell them how you. long did I teach
0: you? Maybe too long because it didn't No, work. Habibi. <laughs> I'm kidding. You kidding. Yeah, okay. The only reason I know a bit of Arabic is because you. Okay. Can you yourself go to Mugdara? and bring Jamal to Beirut, can you see that? Can you do you have the guts to go to your respective religion's leader and say, come down, we're going to arrest you. Can you even imagine that? I can't imagine.
10: Yeah I can't imagine it too because yeah. uh, first of all I'm not a follower. You know, even if you're not so uh, but I'm you're talking, talking
0: about someone
10: that follows him, you I, mean?
0: I, I say this and this is the sectarian model we're stuck with. Do you imagine somebody's going to Sarai? Yeah, no. Do you see no. a Marinoid's going to the- No. Do you see Shia going to No,
10: Let me tell you, like yesterday no, I, I, I mean was the in the mountain running. I
0: mean this in the, right. in the sectarian sense. Can you see respective fates And yeah. all of these things have not worked? I can't see that. Uh, it
6: but it's okay. Can I tell you something, something time, very important? Yeah. Now, I met you. It started. You know what some Lebanese people believe
0: And I say this because, you know what? This last time that we tried something like this, okay. And okay. And we tried.
6: The, I, yeah. Yeah, the president of the country
0: something. was protected for sectarian reasons, not for
6: political
0: reasons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's a real yeah, I thought
6: you were mocking no, me. <laughs> no, no, I'm totally... <laughs> yeah.
0: Okay, that was a good you. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah but
6: what I wanted to tell you something, <laughs> yeah. a little uh,
0: something. That's the power of the system.
6: Now, I, you are wrong. I just see you. Some people, you know, until now what they do. When they go out, they ask each other. Is he Christian or Muslim? This is this hurts me in Lebanon now. Yeah. People, when I introduce me to other people, okay? But the new generation after that, not like that, after that, it is in our. We are we in we are fifty years we are old. Are we are going to live thirty years more. People always ask, his... Uh, what is his religion, his religion? From where? From where? He's from where? What is his so religion? I mean, if we." stop asking each other, he is, what is the religion of this person, what is of the religion of this person, it will be if, okay. It do not stop. It's not stop stopping
0: people it. I don't think people ask each other that yes. question. You know no, no, sorry. Yes,
6: yes. Oh. They don't ask you, they don't ask you, but... Uh,
0: no, no, I meant, I meant those questions are not necessarily bad. So let's say you have a country where a bunch of different people live together. That's not in itself a bad thing. You can have 100% of the same crowd and they will disagree on the next But do you imagine respective communities being able to hold their respective leaders together? Yes. Do you imagine?
4: You know why? I saw it in Sur, I saw it in Batroun, I saw it in Juni. On TV, if you were watching, and the three places I've never seen them before. What they did in Sur, and Batroun, and in Jordan. Yeah, yeah.
0: So that's at the end what makes it unique. It started, it started, I see it. It's it's
10: a flame that's starting, it will take time. But even in the mountains, I tell you, I was there this week, and I wanted to come here, and I couldn't because the roads were closed. They said there is one uh, gathering in Ba'aleen or somewhere. My brother is the head of of my village municipality. So he called uh, to ask how is it there. He said they told him they are holding Iraqi uh, flags. He said forget it, we're not going. We at home we forget it, but others went probably. There are, but still uh, a little Very few, not not too many, not too many. Today in Dar Amar they are ha- marching towards Kfarheim on the Iraqi flags. So there there is a big group of. People of uh, uh, those who live in the mountain, yanu are considered Jumatis, many people are changing. I tell you that so yani. Some do it just to protect themselves before. as a sect, as this country is divided. But when it comes to one Lebanon, everyone wants to get rid of blood and of others, believe Everybody. But those who live up there and they have no choice except him, even if he is a Qta'i who is like anyone else.
9: This is
6: having yes, no choice but, 40, it but it started. Yes, 40 started. years ago we didn't have this. No. When I was in school, when I was in university, yes. we, didn't, uh, we
3: didn't bother to no. know who is with us. No, no, not you know, at all, not even like when we this. left to, uh, the state, Because we felt Imagine there is a system that can protect us more. We had, uh, uh, we had the but feeling things, that we were protected they by our government. government. They but it. now, because they were pulling this the system away, away, away towards their own power uh, 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 situations, we don't have, we have a Nelly. place Nelly. to go back to
4: I, because... I think, I think this was a result of the civil war. 1975, civil war uh, enhanced the sectarianism in lebanon 1975 and it stayed till the war ended but nowadays it's changing today and yesterday this is when i this is the first time i see the change. change i've never ever seen it change Against sect, uh, religious leaders, uh, or uh, head of a uh, party, Army as I saw it in the past couple of days.
0: I'll just go back to one point. We now have one party in the government that officially decided this last night. Yeah, for what? An, uh, expre- and I think he officially did step down. His ministry. Yeah, yeah. expressed
10: his He's winning, yeah.
0: Winning. And I don't know if anyone else has said anything like that yet. Let's say Hadidim tomorrow, the deadline is tomorrow. Tomorrow and Let's tomorrow say night, he, so he slips down. Do you see something better emerging because of that decision?
3: On, on the spot? There is not, nothing uh, worse. Not on, the spot, not on the spot. But
0: you now have, no. you have effectively a prime minister who's resigned. You have an opposition coalition forming. Do you see Lebanon actually getting something better
4: later? Sure. No, I no. Uh, I don't think it's better. It's not better, but it's not worse. No, We're it really could be far, worse. Yeah. It could be worse. because I am afraid of I can the see, I can
10: see Hezbollah stepping in.
4: Exactly, and this I, is
10: worse. So no, but, but the, the the whole nation will well, be in against it. In effect,
0: they've already stepped in by saying that we won't That want you cannot. Eh, eh, eh. Yeah. Yeah. They so are that, already yeah. directing yeah. the maestros But let's say he steps down anyway. What, I mean it's hard for I me mean, to see what that outcome is. Positive or negative it's hard, but it's really hard to see the positive. It's very hard. So what what are the conditions now in need so that it doesn't degenerate and it actually moves in the direction? Do, do you expect the same from that?
2: No, 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 no. You want him to stay? No, I don't no. want him to stay. But he will never yeah. resign. I think he will uh, step down. Yeah. This is the problem. But he will never step down. Yes.
6: Right. I think... Birri that. will never step down. Yes. Right. will never step down. Never step Lef, down. I think so. this is the, unique is unique the problem. Unique? It's only Hariri who is going to put the government. But the but he's not the problem, actually. He's not the problem, but That's they the, the, will not... It's the sad not
3: only, thing is, yes, is yes, those who are
10: resigning are not the... So, uh, this
3: pressure is going essence. anywhere? The,
2: then? This pressure
0: so it will be only on the on the If Harir is still is the there. We need to do that. But let us say She said it. Times. The places that you see protests happening are unusual. Yeah. Can you see those protests actually turning into little mm-hmm. goals? Mm-hmm. Can, can you see people in Sur actually being able to bring Liri down? They did. Yeah. 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 Oh. Actually, dislodge him from power. Okay, the kind of stuff we expect might happen to uh,
4: I think yes. yes, yes,
0: yes. Not, I out of, think, not out of old age, I'm talking about. Yes, movement. I think yes, 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 because
4: the new generation, like you, they had it with these things. I think it will. That's why I'm saying the best thing to continue with your generation, not ours, to continue this movement. And don't stop. Like this is yes, on the long
3: run. If we are talking tomorrow,
4: Nelly, it has to go. The, you cannot start something and let die. Say okay. I couldn't do anything. No. If you believe in something, you have to work for it. We I cannot stop. You cannot stop. Now
6: we cannot it, stop. It, the, I think bring before a asking them to I resign, Ronnie, before
10: asking again. them to resign, we should ask them to return the money they stole while That's, they are
0: still in power. So I've heard two things, actually. That, the first one was the temptation for army women. Temptation. That's the other thing. That's gaining and ground. And you let them yeah.
10: and then stay and do the right thing right. So if mean, they want to stay. Yeah.
3: Who is gonna force them to return the money? Do you Something think this way? <laughs> but they the government of the yeah, people, Ben Ali,
6: Ben Ali in Tunisia, they took uh, his uh, money.
4: He went to Saudi Arabia. They got the money back. They can't. They can't get. We can get the money. This is what we should ask for. Not
9: for the resign. Okay. The
3: other رحمية okay. no a clean person who came and did it. نحنا ca- oh. we cannot ما عنا بقى in the system حد to rely on to do this. نحنا the mm. system تبعنا كله. Ala... You know what's
0: interesting mm. though is that. Oh, sorry, this- I'm, no,
3: no, no, I'm the talking contrary. in Arabic. No, no,
0: System is okay. System is okay. No, but see the thing is, this is now a an emotional outburst that was triggered by a. Stupid decision. Yeah, yeah. 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 So that brought yeah. a lot of what people is- in, and they're not going away now. But we've had elections. We've had. We've, ah. had, we've had yeah. actual, uh, elected them. Yeah. We have. We actually have.
10: Chance a to change, and they didn't take not it. Not
0: once or twice, yeah. several times, and we kept this intact. And yeah. People that wanted change preserved what's really there. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So what? What is different? Yeah. I mean, you give people the vote. Now we well, young people, people wanted
2: the vote. change. Young people. Them. When I voted, can do if my we, daughter if told
6: me, "You are generally. voting
3: for the people, for the same people." And, were were and she, there any other people there? That, but now well, we should no, have a like vote. Mm. No, 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 there are six people in Bethlehem who voted
10: that. against no, Jungblad. No, 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 but I want to wanna tell you,
4: so
0: so you something. Even, the even those people that showed people up, last time, one person got involved. Beirut Medinati
5: had very little Sure,
0: you're right. And then zero members ended up in the municipality. Because we
5: don't know if actually the results were, you know,
0: you know, no. what I'm not, not, the not trying to be too hard on them, but I'm saying that the numbers don't but seem to match expectations. Change, change is
1: slow. You need to look in deltas compared to the previous elections, yeah. which was close to zero, and then they were just that close to getting one spot. Yeah. The next elections would be better. You can't just expect mm. a jump you know, yeah. in, uh, in an overnight. It's just that it takes you know time, what, people huh? develop awareness, and it, it,
0: it, there's a the momentum. You, we're in the same generation. Do you, see, do you see us telling our kids that we actually made the country better? Because our parents' generation clearly didn't work. Do you think we actually have the capability of doing things that like what you're saying, which is an effective overhaul on the system? Now?
5: We have we have a problem Is uh, here, our generation, I'm, I'm 36, basically the people who are my age and early 40s men have, in the country, every year we have so many people leaving the country, you, you have a gap, a generation gap here either Generations in their early 20s, or the older generation who are, you know, like who inherited the, the war. But my generation, everybody just wants to go away. It's very rare to find someone with like a political, uh, you know, wish, or everybody's taken and their calls are a vocation, you know.
4: Bernie, really, to go back to your... Uh, you said we had two times election and we elected the same people. Yeah. And I think they were elected the same people. If you look at the percentage of the people that went to elect, it was so minimal because most of
10: the generation,
4: they said, Why should I go to elect somebody? My vote's not going to count. And this is the worst attitude you take. When you take this attitude, then the the others are definitely going to stay. So first, you have to educate people. Every single one should go and elect. They so didn't believe education. in their system, and they said, we're not going to go to the election. Okay. The number of, per- the percent, what was the percent you know, of the people sh- that uh, went to elect? It, it was, was very, very, low, low, very, low. very low. In Ashrafi, yeah. it was like in yes. their upper 20s or 30, <laughs> <laughs> In yeah. Beirut, it was yeah. in the 40%. Yeah. So, so what, that's, what, that what, wasn't a representation. your patriotism
3: year, is stronger than your sectarian, <laughs> than when it was, was stronger. Then you're uh, 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 yeah. If you're uh, you're, uh, you're uh, if you're more patriotic than uh, you're, you're uh, uh, sectarian, uh, your your uh, devotion or your it's more to your country more than your religion then we can have a, yes. a better...
0: Yes, better at But you so can uh, see it. At the end of the day, the, the last time we saw a huge protest here Europe amazing. was four years ago, in 2015, over trash. The trash. And the trash crisis was not solved. It was mm-hmm. actually just dumping to the so That's the solution. Yeah. Uh, 15, 14 years ago, we saw an upswell of anger and emotion against the Syrians. They left. The occupation ended, but the political evolution never happened. Yeah. This time around, do you actually see more than just a cosmetic change? Do you see anything beneficial? Yeah, okay. And try to project. You see it. Yeah. Well, that's a good place to end yes, it, isn't yes. it. Yeah. There is hope always is, well hopefully more than hopefully there's more hope yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah 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 there is yeah thank you so much guys يلا yeah.
3: you
9: journalism, I worked in marketing, I quit my job two months ago, and um, now (laughs) I'm chilling.
8: My name is Omar Shata, I uh, moved back to Lebanon about five years ago, I was living in San Francisco, California. Uh, I studied uh, finance uh, and worked in investment banking in London, graduated from Columbia University, and uh, I moved to Lebanon wanting to come back home.
0: Once again, it's me, Ronnie. I'm supposed to be doing the tour right now. Obviously, I'm not doing it appearance. instead. So we come from different backgrounds, but now this is the younger generation speaking. I think we're all pretty much the same age, going through the same situation together. We give or take a few years. We have finance, we have journalism, and we have business, small business. I don't know what I call myself. But let's say this, I do this. And I think we've heard it enough times from our parents' generation and our grandparents' generation that this is not not unusual. This is the norm. People go to the streets every now and then every few years there's an issue that unites people, unites enough people. Today it seems like there may be a million. We don't know. It could be up to a million. It could be more. The truth is it actually doesn't. The number isn't relevant anymore think, and this is an instinctual feeling, this is not an academic or scientific question. Instinctual. do you think that this time around is different? That it's unique? Or do you feel something else? That this is actually, no, it's the norm. And things will go back to the way they are always done.
9: I do. I think I have hope. I don't think it's going to be different, but I do have hope. And I think it's better to try I guess. I think I'm here not because I believe in what everyone's saying but I'm here because I don't want to be the person they need to be here and I'm not I guess. I think I have hope and if there's hope I don't want to be the person who to break it I guess so yeah I mean it's different I've never seen anyone from Nabatieh, living in Nabatieh, saying things about their leader or in Sur. I mean, my mom's from Shnub and I know everyone there. I know the people from Sur and from Nabatieh and it's never been like this ever. And I'm really proud of everyone. I want to be supportive of that, I guess. Can, can you just unpack that though? What do you mean by
0: this has never happened
9: before? What exactly does that mean? A Shi'i guy living and it's from Nabatieh saying, "I hate Nabih Berre. He's a thief." That's never happened before. And usually, if someone ever said that, they would be dead the next day. And then he came the next day and said the same thing. He said, "I'm not backing out." And that's—I don't think I've ever seen that
0: and the ever. And you is because that's exactly what we heard earlier. Yeah. That—that's the real striking difference that you have in protests geographic places that have not happened in our lifetime or, or previous generations.
9: But you're here
0: because you're hopeful. Yeah.
9: And what, what exactly are you hopeful about? I don't... I'm not hopeful about the government leaving. I'm hopeful about a change. Even... Even if they do stay, maybe they'll learn their lesson. Maybe. I don't know, but I do hope for something. I... I mean, those people are all together... No one's talking about politics. No one's talking about their religions or their sects. For the first time, people are standing together. I mean, two days ago from the airport, there was a Shiite guy and a sindhi guy together taking us back to our homes because they just felt like they should do a nice thing for someone coming back home. It was, I think it's nice. Why?
0: So if I understood this right, you're hopeful that the country's healing in some way that people are doing things that they're united on to a
9: certain degree. Yeah. And they're
0: helping each other through a time of...
9: And they're changing their minds when we thought that some people would never really change their minds about certain things. Whether it's Harire or Berre or Nasrallah, like, it's just crazy. People are... People who said things one time are saying completely different things and they say, I voted for this person and now I regret it. They're not saying... Oh, I hate this I don't want to live here anymore they're saying I voted for this person and now I regret it and I want to make a change so I respect that
8: um, I definitely think this is different from previous demonstrations okay. in the sense that it's an organic uh, individual grievance based uh, collective voice of frustration you know like the, the voices and the complaints that we're hearing are not me, my political leader against you, your political leader, or my group against your group or anything like that. It's basic uh, human issues that everyone has a story to share on. So in that sense, it's different. And I think that reflects, yes, the maturity of the people Uh, and the maturity of the the voices of people demonstrating. However, I'm a little less optimistic in the ability of individuals to affect change on the state in the sense that for hundreds of years, this society, state aside, this society has been run by uh, tribal, feudal affiliations, whether they cut the pie up, in the Ottoman Empire or they do it today in the Lebanese Republic it's the same groups. Maybe they, the names change here and there but the divisions are definitely the same, sectarian based, and the allocation of, of resources is similarly divided. Um, I have very little faith in the state to respond to the demands of ordinary people Um, I think the the entrenched interests of the, uh, let's say, the feudal uh, sort of power centers are much more robust than a lot of the demonstrators are giving them credit for. And um, I think if it persists, if people continue to demand things that, that, you know, basic rights that the state can't can't provide, then no election... uh, Will really no election, no res- resignation, no government can really provide that. And, and if it continues for a while, people might eventually revert back to their uh, feudal affiliations. So,
0: what brought you then today? With that kind of, kind of leak out,
8: what you to Martyrs Square? Definitely the social aspect is is different, and I, it's something I identify with. I mean, I I do identify with the protesters demonstrating, and I do share the same uh, individual uh, grievances that they have, and I want to support that. My concern is what the next step would be. You know, if when they're asking that all the uh, political leaders resign, okay, well, what's the next step? Who's going to deliver on the tough decisions that that are really at the core of the grievances that they have, whether it's public debt, uh, infrastructure, corruption, whatever. Um, When it comes to actually uh, acting out on those, uh, who are the people that are going to be able to deliver? I don't have faith that uh, technocratic, neutral, however capable individuals... We'll be able to do it. I think the only people who can deliver us from our problems are, ironically, the same people who cause those problems. Because power in this country does not come from the state down; it comes from the street up. So,
0: so dammit, in the last few hours, we went half the away. Yeah. We went to the outskirts of the protest and back, and we kept saying the same thing. We said it yesterday and the day before that it just feels good to see this happen. That is a positive emotion when you see what looks like genuine joy on the street. And we witnessed it more today. The numbers are large. It's a good occasion. People are celebrating something. You said earlier that you expressed some reservation and you also expressed some hope. Can you unpack what you felt today when you're walking around and you're seeing the slogans, you're hearing chants, you're watching with me, and we're seeing this happen together. What were your emotions today? All the politics and economics aside for a moment, what is the knee-jerk reaction when you see this, and you hear it, and you feel
1: it? I was genuinely happy because first time I, I came here, I had very little expectations of what is it that I'm gonna see, and those expectations came from my social media channels. I saw I saw on Instagram my friends already in the streets protesting. I saw her, the whole ambiance how it was and it was very, that's what made me want to join them in the streets. And then when I was here on Friday, I was very surprised. I was, um, everyone was synchronized happy, everyone was polite, uh, protesting in a very civilized way, and even if there were some curses, it was very, 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 very melodic, melodic. Yeah, it was very civilized, very, very pleasant, made me very happy, made me want to come back on Saturday, made me want to come back today, and each day it's just a snowball effect going.
0: uh. You said something which was striking to me, you're young enough to have witnessed the March 14th Yeah. Yeah. And you said when we were crossing Martyrs Square that today felt better than that, in that protest. What felt better? This I'll moment? tell you what.
1: Probably on March 14, um, it was some political movement asking for asking people to go and protest for a certain vision that they have for the country. While today, even. Even for the garbage crisis, um, there was Beirut Madinati or Tulaytri um, Hetkon asking people to come, asking people to join. While today it was it was my friends asking me to join. Really, individuals, Gino. Um, it was really like a bottom-up movement. It was just, I, I saw my friends out there. They I identify with them, like Omar said, and I just want to join them also. I don't want to be the reason for this to fail or not fulfill its full uh, potential. That, that's what was different for me. We We've Earlier
0: we asked, the question came up that, do you think that this is a, just an emotional rage against the corruption in the country or do you see this as a genuine attempt at upending the system that we've grown up with, that our parents grew up with, that our grandparents grew up with? Is there, is there a separation here between I'm angry that the economy is so bad and then of course it's we talked about it briefly as well that Social media may be the catalyst and the reason people are joining today. It just went too far. Went too far. Do you see that as a sort of connection between genuine uprising that we're going to actually have a different kind of government later, or is this just a temporary, confined burst
9: of rage? I don't think it's just emotional. Every time it's emotional but I've, I've seen other demonstrations like it was really emotional people were living in garbage I mean it, people were angry the economy's been bad since forever but this time people are not just angry they're they want to change and they are suggesting things maybe they're not the best uh, suggestions but they are trying and I think it's more than just anger I think it's people are just fed up with having a leader and that's the real change that I've seen because in 2005 or the head or all this stuff you always hear people saying everything's bad but if we listen to this person everything's going to be fine and this time they don't want to listen to anyone anymore and I think that's the difference between our parents generation and now I think People so this is a leaderless: Yeah, I think so. I mean born out
0: of social media
9: and I guess social media has been around for a few years now and we have had demonstrations since then but this one's different I, I, don't, I never went to any of the previous ones because they never I, I never felt that I had to, but this time it just feels a bit more. It feels like a duty for me to be here, even if I'm not going to make a difference.
8: Can I jump in? I think the reason why we're all enjoying this moment is because no one is taking any decisive decisions here. You know, like, it's just a venting of frustration. In 2005, there was a clear decision. Withdraw Syrians, don't withdraw Syrians. That, That country was split. In 2012, whenever the uh, demonstrations were, yeah, everyone didn't like garbage. But as soon as someone wanted to dump garbage in their neighborhood, not the country got divided. Don't throw garbage in my spot or don't throw garbage there or don't go, to, you know, throw it somewhere else. Now people are venting frustrations, but there's no silver bullet that's going to save us from all of this. Eventually, when all the flags are put away... There are going to be some difficult decisions to be taken. There's no, there's no, there's no rich boogeyman you can lock up in a hotel and say, "Give us back our money." That's going to solve everything. Nor is there um, a panacea that's just a magic silver bullet. There are tough decisions that need to be taken to undo the mess of the past thirty years, and no one is going to want to be the one to pay it. And once whoever is, whoever it is, who's going to come and pay it, uh, who. You know, once once it's their turn, it's gonna take some really magical collective action from all of the stakeholders in the system. And that's the reason why I'm skeptical of any neutral third party coming in. Today it feels good because we're all complaining. But tomorrow, when you know Uh, tuitions on the Lebanese university have to go up uh, to $20,000 to cover uh, excessive teachers uh, uh, faculty in the university or we need to dump garbage in an area where people don't like it or uh, half the military needs to be disbanded because we're wasting money on the military or uh, taxes need to go up X-fold uh, to cover the debt, or any other thing, or what else, or the weapons of Hezbollah need to be disarmed because that's re- uh, reducing gulf and uh, institutional investment in the country. Whatever it is, the country will be divided. So we're at a point now where we need to undo 30 years of mismanagement, and that's going to be a very difficult challenge. And the only people who can do that are those who have a vested interest in it, and that's when this whole thing will fizzle out. So, and and if and worst case scenario, we'll all be divided again. So I think we're enjoying this moment because no, we're just complaining. We're not solving anything. And then Sorry. maybe
0: I'll take it a step back. We're we're young enough and old enough at the same time. Optimistic and pessimistic at the same time. It, you were mentioning the geography. That you saw protests happening in unusual places. Yeah. I'm just going to throw this out there. To you, what is more symbolic? And I'm speaking on sectarian terms in Lebanese words. Where you have Maronites storming Babda, uh, bringing On down. You have Sunnis storming the Sarai, bringing Hariri down. You have Shia going to Dahi and Ainatini, bringing the Sarai and Bili to martyrs square, that kind of genuine change, is is that even foreseeable, where you have true accountability? Because I think Omar is reflecting on that that is never going to happen, therefore these people need to be held to account to a degree. And I'm talking about the genuine revolution. Is there any way to even imagine that? and I'm talking about respective communities going to their leaders and saying, you feel this. Yeah. The Jews go to Muqtara. I mean, all of, all of that, right?
9: I don't really see it happening. Yeah. I wish it would. I hope it would. I don't, I don't see it happening, but I...
0: Would, would that to you be a necessary precondition for genuine?
9: I think so. Yeah. But I, I also... I would rather have that happen than put my trust in the people who caused the problem in the first place, how are the people who caused this problem gonna solve the same thing they caused? I mean, it it just, this sounds even more impossible. No,
8: no, I know, that's why I called it earlier a catch-22. I mean, it is is definitely a catch-22. I just don't see, the, the, the feeling I felt on the streets today was one more of uh, frustration and celebration and uh, having a good time, waving the Lebanese flag, one I'm wearing right now, and you know, just a feel-good mood and a collective uh, just venting, which is great, but part of the reason why I'm down. But I don't see the folks on the street here doing exactly what you just described, which yes, is, it's the storming of the Winter Palace. We don't have that. We don't have the storming of the Bastille. We don't have pulling Marie Antoinette out of her uh, whatever palace and 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 changing. You know that, that's not happening here. And I don't think that ever has really happened in Lebanon. So um, I'm trying. I guess. I mean, I'm putting my feelings aside. What I'd like to see. And just say okay given these parameters what is the best case scenario i can hope for i would hope that folks stay on the street i hope that this genuine frustration stays there and people are not afraid to you know uh complain about their leaders and and, and be held and hold them to account but uh i i don't think that uh any there's no there's no there's no silver bullet that's going to come and uh, sort of change thing, and nor are people ready to completely do away with their
1: with the old guards we need to work within those to answer your yeah. question yeah. uh, we 're talking here this, the scale of a country you know it 's not a group of three, four friends it 's talking about a whole country, with a couple of million people, and any change will only be any transition will only be slow and very happening just progressively. You're not going to see a step change all of a sudden. So go back a couple of months in time and you would never see demonstrations in Nabatieh or Sur chanting against certain people. Now we're seeing it. So we placing everything on the spectrum from one extreme end, which is no, nobody doing anything uh, towards this versus the other end of the spectrum that you described, every sect going after their leader, probably people moved one or two boxes towards what you're talking about. So with time, people will allow themselves to do a bit more, a bit more. Yeah. Maybe one day this will happen, but it's definitely not in the foreseeable future, because
0: the uh, yeah. four of us are old enough to have voted several times now in these Our generation helped entrench the same politicians. So we didn't wake up from the civil war and say, finally, the old guard is out. Fresh politicians, on the contrary, our generation solidified their children's rule. What makes it different this time? Let's say we, let's say this, let's anticipate in a few hours how did the go. Let's assume you look and elections are called, and then in a few months there's a general election. Is it even? I mean, can you? Can you see Lebanese genuinely overhauling it? all the families and all the politicians that have been around for generations? For, for me, it's very difficult to see that. And I, I say this because we went through uh, protests, and then we had elections immediately yeah. after, and very little change. If anything, actually, it was just cosmetic. It wasn't structural change. The old, entrenched groups preserved uh, So. Let's say he resigns let's, let's even go further, our own steps down, which is very difficult to see. Literally packs up and says goodbye. I almost, I can see it, that they're brought back in. We would actually, to some degree, maybe we would help bring them back again. I don't want to sound too cynical, but am I, would you disagree with that?
9: No, that's kind of what I'm afraid of too, but I think the people here... Most of these people here either didn't vote or voted but re- really regret it now. So, so maybe. These are, these are
0: almost silent. Yeah, I mean, a lot speaking.
9: of these people did not vote and mm-hmm. then said, I wish I did. So I hope if it's not the people who are going to vote for Hariri and Da'un and whatever. At least the ones who didn't vote, maybe this th- because the ones who didn't vote are just fed up and really don't care anymore. So maybe this time they're gonna say, maybe my vote does count. So I have I have hope in those people. I think you're right. I'm that's kind of what I'm afraid of. But I hope I have hope in those who never voted. I guess maybe we'll see. Any
1: sentiments? <laughs>
8: um, you know the last parliamentary elections I was incredibly disappointed because for all of the flaws in the electoral law um, it really I mean it it was an election and the voter turnout the low voter turnout and the, the voting patterns of those who did vote absolutely just resolidified the same crowd again I mean I was, I was at one polling station I saw tons of people coming out of a building across the street just collecting their checks or not even checks collecting cash for, for voting a certain way um, I can see that happening again I don't want to say I have no faith in people whatsoever uh, I'm a firm believer in democracy but um, you know you get what you, what you ask for having said that there's no problem in having elections again I if I was a betting man I would say we have a similar result maybe a few a few new names but uh, regardless of who comes in uh, when the difficult decisions that need to be taken are taken uh, there's only a handful of people who can deliver us from that and unfortunately those people aren't going anywhere I just want to point one, uh, one more thing um, a couple of years ago uh, maybe about was a while ago, maybe like 10, uh, five years ago, when Nabih Berri had the infamous taulat uh, hiwar, the hiwar, the dialogue uh, tables, round tables, many of those people who are in charge were not actually elected officials. I mean, no one voted Nasrallah into, uh, into anything. He's not an official anything, right? He's probably the most powerful person in the country, but he's not even a parliamentarian. He's nothing. He's, he's literally a nothing but he's the most powerful person in the country um, When the last Presidential elections happened The patriarch came out and said We Christians accept one of these Four people, I think it was Amin Shmayin, Sleiman Frangieh, On Jaja Okay Every single one of those, maybe with the exception of a few Were nothing Not even members of parliament, right? I mean, I don't, think, I don't know Maybe they were all members of parliament But they were, they were nothing I mean, what? Who? was the patriarch to decide that these are the four suitable Maronites in the entire country. Mm. And the answer is that power in this country is not derived from individuals or from the state. It's derived from communities that are sectarianly labeled, but really just at the end of the day, families and mafias that have their tentacles spread throughout the country. And that's the way it's been for hundreds of years. So um, elections... Revolution, etc. Unless you go and like remove every single one of them, as you described, that extreme scenario, we're stuck with them. And uh, you know the peep And again, what makes today different is that it's individuals frust- uh, venting frustration. They need to continue holding them to account. But at the end of the day, we're stuck with the decision makers that we have because that's a social thing that has very little to do with uh, state.
0: I think it's not. It's not spoken about enough how strong the system is. And in 2005, an upswell, I mean a genuine, real revolt. And sectarianism preserved the presidency. Not the people. The sectarian system kept a very unpopular president throughout, maybe, the most difficult period of transition. And he stuck around, and the the church, the system preserved him and made sure that he would stay. Even if most Lebanese Christians didn't want him at that point. Still, it's not not up for debate. And that's why I always think of, and it sounds a bit cheesy here, and I referenced him before, but Kamal Salibi, that book that he left us with, The House of Many Mansions. Lebanon is not a house. It's many mansions and it's hard to see communities going indoors, mm-hmm. they go outdoors quite a bit, they don't go indoors that much, they rarely do, rarely I want to speculate, let's say tomorrow the lira is permanently fixed to the dollar at 1,500, uh, let's say the, for- the forest is reforested. <laughs> the trees are brought, let's say the trash crisis ends, and we have a giant recycling plant in British Columbia. and the airport dump becomes a sort of a eco-friendly park. I mean, the insane imagination. Would that, do you think, is that what it's all about then I mean, People would say, you know what? It's over, we did it. Good night. No, <laughs> no. that's not what people want. Okay, so if, if those things that led to this crisis now, all the economic burden, all the mismanagement, all the corruption is finally over. Do you think people would have the appetite to then say, okay, now is the time. We're going to overthrow the system? Or is that really just, this is a reaction to what's been happening? Keep the system, get these people to, you know, do their work better. Going back to what Omar was talking about.
9: This is definitely just a reaction to what happened, but I feel like they just they hate them now, they really hate them, that they don't want to be led by these people anymore, even if those people all take an oath and say, I will never steal any money from uh, these people and I'm gonna fix everything and we're gonna have electricity and all this stuff. I think it's, it's more than that. People are just done with, with every, everyone and I don't know, I, I don't see everyone being happy again anytime soon. <laughs> I think people
1: are uh, like conditioned, you know, uh, the re- reward and uh, they ask for something. You gave the example of four topics. They, everyone was, was in the streets asking for it and they get it. That's a reward that they got for something they were asking for, which reinforces that behavior to ask for more. Maybe in the last 30 years, people have been asking for so much and every single time getting a staff for it, so they stopped asking, so that was encouraging a passive behavior. So yes, uh, addressing these topics and maybe deciding positively on those in the next few meetings will not take the country to the dreamland that we all have in mind, but it will reward people's behavior, which will encourage everyone to do it again in six months, in a year. And time after time, people will start asking for more Fundamental uh, stuff, you know. So in your, in your opinion, we think the, the whole system, the electoral law, yeah. everything. So in your opinion, there's no turning back. Right? There, there shouldn't be. There can be yeah. now. If all these demands are not uh, addressed, then it's back to getting the slap instead of getting the reward. So that's why people have to be keen on getting those small wins. If you want, yeah. And then hopefully it's a, it's a long-term thing. You know, it's not gonna end at some point that everyone's happy at the countries. There will always be movement towards a better place. Something we heard repeatedly it's it's become the norm now, secularism, right?
0: Anti-sectarian sentiment, anti-sectarian government. That seems to be everyone's slogan is against sectarianism. We're guessing all of us are secular in our private lives and in our public lives. Do you think that that is the issue? At at its core, that the sectarian system allows all of this to happen? Or do you think, no, the sectarian system actually gives everyone some comfort in their place? I mean, at at the core, at the bottom, is it all about the sectarian governance or not?
9: I think, yeah, it's our biggest problem. I mean, it's not because it gives us comfort. I think it's it's because a lot of people are guilty of saying it's okay, I belong to these people so they can help me get this done or you know, just sometimes even if you're against it we're all guilty of getting something because of who we were when we were born (laughs) so I think that's the main problem and I think also it's it's still present, it's not just going to disappear. When those four ministers just resigned yesterday, all the people from this sect joined today because they said, okay, our leaders left, so let's join the others now. So I think it's still present, it's not just gone.
0: But the alternative would be a second state. Is that the dream that everyone shows here?
9: I think so. Yeah. You no,
1: I, I think it is the problem because um, we all agree the problem, the problem that we have is the leaders. They're the warlords and uh, the sectarian system is allowing those leaders to rally people's support purely based on their sect slash geography, so they don't have proper vision or uh, merit to, to do everything. If you eliminate sectarianism, then you will need leaders to, to propose new ideas, and those I- ideas are not about just protecting Sunnis, protecting Shias, uh, protecting uh, Christians' positions in the country. They will need to come up with legit... Uh, so could you draw a line
0: things? between mediocrity, and corruption, and all that Definitely. to, to sectarianism? You, you draw the line Definitely. there. Let me, let me ask you a more difficult question. Do, do weapons out of the state's control, whether it's Hezbollah today or previous groups in our history. Do you see a line there between Lebanon being perpetually at war in the region and horrible governments that we have? Do you see any connection there or are these separate matters altogether? If you think of Hezbollah as an
1: organization, it's definitely built around a sect.
0: So even, they, so even they would be... Their arms would, they, they would be disarmed if we remove the sectarian system. You see that as almost one and the same. I
7: mean,
1: removing the sectarian system needs to be done on papers, but also in people's minds, right? Yeah. Which is the harder part to do, and it also needs a lot of time. It's not going to happen in an overnight or in six months. So yes, if we manage to remove sectarianism from people's minds and hearts on the really longer terms, I don't think we will be facing the same... Uh, we will have the same entity that Hezbollah is today.
8: On the point of sectarianism, um, you know, I, I don't like to use the term sectarianism. I think that term is thrown around a lot and it has a lot of emotional weight. A lot of people don't like, don't want to be associated associated with being sectarian because it it, it conjures up, you know, negative. negative yeah prejudices and stuff like that. To me, the more accurate term For society here is is really feudal. And I I use the word feudal because it's it's around allocation of resources and strength and power. This the religious aspect is window dressing, but it's it's really about allocation of resources and power. Now we have we have a model for how to move away, how societies have moved away from feudal. Ways of thinking and self identification and, and ways of engaging with society to an individual, uh, uh, sort of a, a society based on individuals. And that was really pre versus post industrial Europe. Europe during the Middle Ages was feudal and folks identified with the count or the lord or the duke or the territory from which they came. Not necessarily because they really cared so much about being Catholic or Protestant or this branch of Protestantism or that branch of Catholicism, but because that this particular duke or lord or whatever count uh, guaranteed their security, their job, their food, right? That changed. And and by the way, when the leader changed his religion, the whole town changed with them. So people, it wasn't about God. It was about money, food, security. That changed. When the first factories started opening in the major cities of Europe, and folks started moving from the feudal estates that they were coming from to the tenements of <laughs> Berlin, Paris, London, etc., when you know, when when those individuals, those feudal individuals, when their job security, income, uh, food was dependent not on their you know, their, their feudal lord, but rather on their uh, job, their, their, their employer and their colleague who could be named, uh, if not Ali versus Omar, uh, I don't know, the Protestant Catholic equivalent. Um, that's when they started to say, whoa, 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 I'm, I'm you know, I'm, before I'm a Protestant or a Catholic, I'm a Mason, I'm a Smith. And that's where actually we get a lot of those names from. It comes from uh, industrial Europe and or you know slowly industrializing europe and that's where the that's why the ideas of the enlightenment and individual individualism found a fertile soil from which to grow it was that revolution that industrial the migration from the feudal uh, estates to the tenements of industrial europe and the the individual consciousness that laid a fertile soil for enlightenment individualist style thinking that uh, that led to to the to the sort of the, let's say the de the sectarianism of or de feudalization of Europe. In Lebanon, we never had that. In Lebanon, we came from our territories, our towns. We have our own dukes and lords. They're called Bek, ou, 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 uh, Bek and Basha and whatever these you know uh, sheikh, whatever. We have our equivalents. The country is so small, and the the the. The system that we inherited from the Ottomans was recreated in our with with some Republican window dressing in 1943. Um, you know, we really have this feudal system today. We don't have the tenements of London or Paris as a fertile breeding ground for Ali and Omar to start thinking of themselves as Najjar or uh, I don't know, I don't know the the Smith equivalent. So um, we need to have that, and to me, that comes from economic changes. Now, how do you get that, barring mass migration? To me, the only way out of this is through private initiative, private sector, private, uh, you know, use the term here loosely, but really empowering individuals to create wealth and create their own uh, independence, economic independence, and not be reliant on their zion or the state for that matter, uh, for, for their piece of the pie. And to me, the only way out of the sectarian, feudal mindset we have is that. So uh, that explains why I'm a bit of a libertarian. So
0: So just maybe two more points. There's an appetite among some people in protests. and we we heard these voices earlier, for the army to sweep away this government and rule the country. Do you guys have any appetite for that kind of transition? No, no, definitely not. So there's no... No desperation for a sort of an army interference on that scale.
9: Yeah, no, I don't. I don't really support that.
0: I don't support. it. Omar, do you have any? Um, and I and I mean it, not in the, um, not necessarily the way we know it in in, in its brutal form. Not an army sweeping up <laughs> people and arresting everyone and putting a city and a country on lockdown. I'm talking about the kind of moments that we've had in the past, where the army does step in. Now, they, in effect, repeatedly step in on a different scale. The presidency has been an army commander for about 20 years now. Do you see the need for someone like footage an army general who's ushered in, quote-unquote, to save the Republic? And then you have years of institutions that are built. It's an oppressive state. But it's in a way built what we live with today and what we hold on to. Is there any appetite for that kind of interference today? And I'm, maybe I'm asking because I want to maybe unpack why they hear these voices increasing, and they've been increasing the last few days.
9: No, definitely. I think because they they know they're stronger with the army, maybe. But I still, I don't support that at all. Mm. I mean, these people, the army is here because people needed extra jobs and that's why we're losing money because they're just giving out jobs for, you know, the army and whatever. So, so you
0: put Lebanese before army and it's real meaning, but this is the Lebanese army. Yeah. yeah. It's not a neutral, independent sort of...
9: Yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't support that at all.
0: State violence, state force
8: inevitably leads to violence I mean even in its even in its most uh, even even in cases where it actually was for the economic benefit like in the case of Pinochet in Chile uh, it came at a huge human cost and in the case of Lebanon where power is derived from uh, sort of society and not from the state when you introduce a third Actor or a, a, a second actor, i.e., the government wants to start acting, or the, the state wants to start acting like its own uh, its own uh, sort of power center. That'll inevitably lead to clashes with the other non-state uh, actors uh, in the country, and that'll inevitably lead to violence. So it'll come at a huge. It, it'll inevitably come. With violence, regardless, even in its best-case scenario. But in the case of Lebanon, it'll be competing with other centers of power, be they uh, uh, independence-driven Druze militiamen or very independent, uh, hardy warriors, or Shia uh, militiamen in the south, or um, you know Sunnis who don't like it. You'll probably end up with a fracturing of the army. There is no third party. In fact, the only army that could have done it was a a non-Lebanese army whether it be the Syrians or be the French or be the Palestinians or be the Israelis and each time it ended up causing more destruction more violence and uh, I think it'll just be a disaster
0: and now the last point I mean we're all well aware of all the problems that this country goes with and we know that it's not about what's happening but that definitely triggered what's happening right now we're all using WhatsApp all the time, and I just want maybe to unpack this a bit. What was your initial reaction when you saw that this was going to be potentially taxed? And I think it was 20 cents a day, um, and it was $6 a month for, for cellular data, not for Wi-Fi, that could increase over time with Wi-Fi. So it's really almost like a well-thought-out tax plan for a very unpopular tax. Yeah. What
9: was your initial reaction when you saw that? Honestly? I thought that people were going to come down and protest. I know it's not because of WhatsApp, but I felt that people are going to do that. I don't don't know why. I mean, $6, an extra $6 to what we pay already is not a big deal, honestly. But it's not a big deal for everyone, at least. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. I... I felt that people were gonna be really bothered by this, not just because of WhatsApp, but because in the same week we had people's homes being burnt down, and the politicians couldn't stop the fires, and just things happened, and then, oh, by the way, we're gonna start taxing you for talking to your friends. That was just the last. Uh, <laughs> so the, the timing, that
0: announcement, was probably the worst
9: yeah, timing possible. Definitely, yeah,
0: Do you? And you expected the protests yeah. to happen, or you expected something to happen. Yeah. Okay. What about you, Kim? Because we talked I, about this privately, Yeah. That the power yeah. of this movement and social media. Yeah. Did you feel that this was going to turn out the way it did?
1: I didn't feel it was going to be this big the yeah. demonstrations. Um, I mean, $6, yes, for for probably for someone who's worked in management consulting or in banking. It's uh, you. You wouldn't like it, but you'll you'll pay. You'll pay that amount. But for families that make ten dollars a day, um, it's it's a, it's a proper percentage of their uh, monthly income. So probably this this decision triggered that uh, reaction because you know you're surrounded by garbage. Garbage mismanagement is inducing cancer. People are unhappy but it's not it 's it's, it's not affecting them directly. There is no one thing that they can address with, the, with the anger, but that was one decision that they just refused, and they people did not want it So, so. in a sense
0: it 's an application we're truly united behind you know, free messaging free
1: audio No, but I think like every single individual was personally affected. Yeah by this decision. That's why it triggered all of this. You know, my, my, my initial
8: reaction was, yeah, not so bad. They actually lowered data prices a couple months ago. You know, Actually, my cell phone bill used to be $160 a month. Now it's $130. Because just, I think, a month ago or two, they lowered data prices by 30%. Uh, I actually was called by the cell phone company to tell me, guess what? We're reducing prices, and would you like to uh, you know, would you like to upgrade your data plan because they reduce prices across the board? So my initial reaction was, huh, why are they gonna tax WhatsApp when they reduced data prices just a couple months ago? But despite that logical way of thinking, the next, <laughs> the next feeling in my head was, what? I mean, it is the, it is the peak of, of hubris to, to, to try and introduce a tax that, yes, affects every single person here, in this country uh, on something that everyone can relate to exactly at a time when we're seeing not only no results from government, we're seeing uh, like the country burned down because of them, like things are actually going back. It seemed, uh, whatever the adjective would be for hubris, it seemed uh, sort of just completely random and ad hoc, why the hell are they doing that? Um, Then my reaction was because, you know, kind of given up on the system reforming itself without uh, the things happening I mentioned earlier, um, just VPN and do the Lebanese thing and get around the, the problem. Just another, another stupid policy that you get around.
0: Um, it seems it's like even though the prices went down a bit over the last few years, yeah, cell phone prices went down, the fact that it is so high compared to what people earn. And I think that was almost like a respite, that you don't have to pay for phone calls in this country, because we all send each other voice notes. I don't know of any other country that uses voice notes as much as we do, or audio WhatsApp. Can you, let's say the tax was $6 on something less emotional, or less, sorry, less relevant. Let's say it was on, I don't know, more via, more Shisha, uh, yeah. Do you think it would have conjured up the same reaction? tobacco tax or something that is also universally shared in this country or is it really because it's touching on something that we need that we use day-to-day we can't afford to call on regular lines? i don't remember the last time i actually made a in yeah. lebanon without worrying about my budget because that's i think on everyone's mine could you have seen another six dollars at something else and it would have just sort of hit a- okay we accept that
9: it would have made people angry, but not this angry, I think. Yeah, WhatsApp is something we do need, and not a lot of people can pay $6 a month. Some people live on $4 a day, less than $4 of a course, day. We also
0: need taxes to have a budget that is not in the rental. What would the tax be that would say, okay, fine, we'll, we'll tolerate this? Both. So, so it's the upper, the upper bracket tax yep. on the... Okay, yeah.
1: Because if you can't afford it, you can live without a car, yeah. um, but obviously people are relying so much on WhatsApp, and I think everyone knows that. You can't just uh, argue that yeah, WhatsApp is just an application. Yeah. It's, it has be- become essential to everyone.
0: Yeah.
1: But then, that's proper policy making and taxation, it's just to have people with better, stronger spend power. <coughs> Pay taxes accordingly, and not just apply a flat tax on everyone. Whether your bill is one hundred sixty dollars, or five hundred dollars, or forty dollars, really managing it the whole month to pay the minimum, just slap a six dollar tax on everyone. It's just it's dumb.
8: Yeah. I, I would I would argue, um, you know, we have fair ver- we have actually a very uh, we have I, this might be a bit unpopular to say, but. We have a very favorable tax code in Lebanon. I mean, first of all, we don't have a proper income tax. We have uh, all kinds of random taxes. We have a wage tax. We don't have a capital gains tax. We have a territorial system whereby, you know, you can get around paying taxes if you just stash your money abroad. Um, we have an interest rate tax on bank deposits, but you know, we don't have a capital gains tax when you sell property. Not to mention all of the other legal... Oh, inheritance tax, yeah, it's supposedly really high, but then it's Swiss cheese, there are tons of ways to get over it, to get through it. Um, there are... For, for the wealthy in Lebanon, there's tons of ways to really pay nothing, really pay, pay very little in uh, any kind of tax. So We don't have a proper income tax. Um, I think... I don't think it's so much about the taxes as much as it's about the lack of seeing any tangible result. I don't think people have an issue paying, whether it's $6 on WhatsApp or Shisha or it's a wealthy person paying, you know, uh, 20% on uh, their interest taxes, their tax on their interest, or what it is today, 10% used to be 5%, then it was 7.5%. I don't think people would have a problem with having uh, a proper income tax. The issue is not about that. The issue is we're paying this money Right, even our VAT is relatively low it's like 10% in uh, many countries it's even more I think in New York it goes up to sales tax goes up to like 17% but at least there you know things get done there's a functioning government so I, don't, I think the issue here was not it was just the, the you know they're taxing people more and more but And given what Rina just said about the burning of the mountains, it's like $450,000 in maintenance on those three helicopters that were gifted to us would have saved millions of dollars of damages and lives and homes. It's like, what the hell are you doing with this money? And we know all the corruption. So I think that it's the combination, it's the
0: frustration, really. And that was just the the thing that sparked. In less than 24 hours, our prime minister is either going to announce a proper reform package which may not happen. It may also resign. We don't know what's happening. But there's speculation that it's one of two choices. Either a big announcement for change or resignation. Let's go with the format. Let's say there's a reform package. What do you expect in that kind of package to calm people down and maybe even dissuade them from protesting? I have trouble seeing that package being acceptable no matter what happens. But what do you expect in that Is it what Omar is suggesting, which is a a different set of taxes that are being you know put here and there? Is it what you go after the cars and the boats? Is it not what's WhatsApp, but maybe other burdensome taxes on the poor? What, what do you see? Um. I know it's unfair to put yourself inside Hadid's mind. Right? Well, we also discussed
1: this earlier today. Uh, one of the immediate consequences to all those demonstrations is for the, the people to know that they have a voice now, but also for the politicians to realize that the people has a voice. So the next time there's a cabinet meeting, people will be sitting and with personal agendas and everything to have some laws decided. And one of the considerations of those politicians would be not having people go back to the streets. So that's that's one thing. But um, uh, I think there's a communication problem. You know, there's sect, set, sect. It's like a buzzword. Sect. Sad, sad, sad. Sad, sad, Cider. Yeah, Cider. Yeah. sad. Come waiting for Godot. <laughs> <laughs> and it's a buzzword. Probably 90% of the people don't know what it's really about. Yeah. They just need to explain to people that those reforms are in place to make sad happen. Get, just quickly,
0: you're referring get, to the billions of dollars. Exactly. Really.
1: The 11 billion we're expecting from yeah. uh, France and other countries in return for some reforms. Yeah. So they just need to explain where this money is going to and what the immediate impact to people would be as a result of those 11 million. That will appease people a little bit. But
0: what do you think, if it's, a, if it's a reform package, what do you think, what do you anticipate Is it just going to be said that billions of dollars are unlocked?
1: The, the, the paper is mainly for said, I think. The, all the reforms, they're urgent because SAD has a deadline and uh, yeah. it needs to happen now. So the taxes
0: that have been proposed will be shelved for the time being in other words. will be a focus on that.
1: Probably. But I think just people need to understand what's the immediate consequence on them because yeah. at this point nobody's explaining it to them properly. It's just buzzword.
9: It's a really hard question. I don't know what they're going to come up with, but I'm really curious because when Saad al gave a speech, he said, I've been trying to do this and that, but I couldn't because people are disagreeing. So I'm just curious what he had in mind and how he was planning to save the country. So if he had a good plan, I'm all for it. I don't, I don't want him to leave. I don't, it's not, that's not the point. We want change. And the only way he so,
0: would so rather see the reform as opposed to the resignation on his part.
9: Yeah, I mean the resignation is not the smartest thing. People are just fed up. That's why they're saying leave, we hate you. If they can come up with something, which I think it's really hard to come up with something in seventy-two hours sure. I'm I'm willing to try. I mean Kamala, just quickly going back, would you prefer legislation or in this in this moment?
1: Let's place a scenario where the ref- they explain how those reforms will lead to lowering the, the deficit for Electricité du Liban. Like if they explain such a thing, I would be in, in, in favor of the reform.
0: So you'd, you'd prefer reform first, then resignation if necessary?
1: If the reform is a, is a proper plan, it's not just right. to… What about you,
0: Omar? What do you, what do you expect and what do you prefer? Um,
8: I expect, I expect a sensible reform package because I think every stakeholder in government and in society uh, stands to lose a lot if the house or the mansions, if all the mansions come crashing down. So I expect that in the last 72 hours that they've been really putting their heads together finally <laughs> doing their job and putting together a sensible reform package for their own sakes. I hope that as well. Now I, I hope I mean ideally the I, I do want to give credence to the or give a chance for the non-sectarian, all this you know this feel-good individualism that we see to, to, to take root. So I do hope that maybe you know in, in the next anyway in the next few years we're going to have parliamentary elections uh, maybe. Uh, a sensible plan and then a commitment to uh, introduce new candidates. Maybe Nabih Birri says, I'm not going to run for parliament head the uh, next uh, term. Or Alim uh, says, I'm out and uh, you know, we're going to have some, uh, you know, Eli Khuri, random guy come in as, uh, as president, maybe. And the same thing goes for Saad, maybe. But the first step, I think, should be uh, economic reform. And I think they'll put together a plan that makes sense. But I want to point, I want to go back to something the Ka- said that is, I think, super important. There has been such a poor uh, uh, effort, actually non-existent effort, in communicating the problems and the solution, the problems the country's facing and the solutions to solving those problems over the last... You know, 15 years. Actually, we've actually been in recession for about 10 years, really since uh, 2005. Every every time there's been an outburst of public participation, it's always been, uh, you know, Hazem uh, Allah is the problem, uh, Syrian war is the problem, Syrians in Lebanon are the problem, sanctions America are the problem. And, and it's so obviously false, sort of just blaming one particular thing. That is so obviously false that I think that led to the, the, the jadedness of and the lack of public participation um, that we've seen that, that really showed itself in the last elections. That's why people didn't go out to vote because they just said, in fact, up until a few days ago, when you ask someone, what do you think of politics here? Most people say, I don't care. I'm going to the beach. I'm going to the club. What we've seen today in the last three days is an outburst of public participation because all of a sudden they have this agency that maybe we can make a change. And I do hope that that is uh, sort of really uh, galvan- or sort of, uh, capitalized on in the uh, reforms... The, the reform package that is sort of hopefully going to be presented tomorrow and in the months coming forward because people need to know where the problem is there's an incredible for the last six months everyone's become a monetary policy expert in the country because everyone's sort of worried about the lira and uh, th- that was maybe the, the 20% that had a stake the other 80% were hey I don't care you know country whatever I'm going out where's the party where's the club I'm going to Mykonos for the summer now, people are actually going out and caring. I hope that our leaders communicate more. I hope people respond, whether it's hopefully not through the street, hopefully through elections, by holding their leaders to account. Um, and I think, if, if anything, that could be the, 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 the real tangible uh, sort of uh, benefit that we get from this outburst of public participation. I hope everyone becomes more engaged in... Policy making and the reforms that are necessary to reform. I
0: think that's a good place to leave this on our Yeah. Thank you, Omar, Adina, Kamen Once again, I appreciate it. And let's leave it there. Awesome. Thank you, guys. Thank you. providing commentary as things develop. Again, apologies for the background noise. This episode was done hastily, but I hope, I hope it was worth hearing, especially for those that are not living in Lebanon. I hope the diversity of views in these two sessions shows that more or less, the people that are going to the street, despite their differences, are united on change. And there is a deep, fundamental desire at the moment for change in this country. We'll see how it plays out. Until next time, I'm Rani Shatah, and this is the Beirut Banyan.